Hey guys, how's it going? I have a couple of updates for you. I know on the podcast I don't talk too much about myself and maybe one of these days I'll do a podcast about my background. If you are curious and you can't wait for that, it's on our YouTube page. Um, so a little bit of an update on my life is that I am moving across the country to Pennsylvania It was kind of a last-minute decision, and by that, I mean within two weeks, I decided to quit my job and move across the country with no set plan in place, but all I know is that this whole COVID-19 time has given me a lot, a lot, a lot of time to think, and... Maybe that is an issue. I don't know. We'll see. It all depends on how this turns out for me. So the plan is to move to PA and kind of light the fire underneath this podcast. For two years now, I have been working and saving money to buy a house so I can move out of my dad's house, as nice as it is, to live here and to not have bills. I really, really do enjoy that. I just feel like I'm 24. It's time for me to, you know, buy a house. And I think after COVID started, I started thinking about my job, especially since the only thing I was allowed to do was go from work to home, work to home, work to home. Luckily, luckily, I'm an essential worker, and I'm really happy about that, but I think it just let me put into perspective what really matters to me and where I'm at in my life and what that means for me, and I think what I'm getting at is I'm 24, I have some money in savings, I'm going to do my risk and reward calculations, and I did that, and I think the best thing that I could do for myself right now at 24 is give myself the chance to succeed in what I'm passionate in, and I'm going to try my hardest this year to really, really have this podcast take off, to have everything take off. And if it doesn't work out, well, then I'll look like a dum-dum. But if it does work out, then I will look like a brilliant genius. So, hopefully I look like a brilliant genius. Hopefully this all works out and goes fantastically. Get excited because I am very excited. If you're in Pennsylvania, hit me up because I know no one there whatsoever. But I'm on a new journey and it's very exciting for me. One of the people that's going to take this journey with me is Megan Galanos. She is beautiful, blonde, and tan. She's a badass on the ice, a badass off the ice. I, another one, like, I've been sliding into some DMs. People trying to get some different people on the podcast, trying to get the scrunchies out there, trying to do all this stuff. So, don't judge me when I say I'm sliding in, but I'm sliding in. And so I slid into her DMs, great girl, great Instagram, has a lot of followers. I'm like, oh, she'd be good for branding. 
Well, she, she put up a nice picture and we reposted it and my friends reached out to me and they're like, oh my God, we love Megan. She's the best. And then I posted the internship thing and she responded so fast. And after my few interactions with her and now that I've been talking to her a little bit for a month, I'm like, oh my God, I see what everyone else sees. She really is. She's so funny. She's so sassy, high energy all of the time, and very, very smart, the full package. She's so I'm excited to have her on this journey with me. She's going to be taking over more of the social media side of things to hopefully spice up and make our Instagram a little nicer for y'all. Here's our interview with Megan. How are you? I'm currently, so I'm sitting in the parking lot of my public library because we get no service at the end of my street, and there's this dog that's with, like, the house right next to it, and he's been barking at me for the last 10 minutes. So I feel like they're literally going to call the calls on me because they probably think I'm some kid just trying to get high right now. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So if I randomly hang up, it's probably because the cops are talking to me. Okay, perfect. Thanks for the warning. (laughs) Yeah, just a heads up. How funny. I think about that. I'm like, they're having all these kids go online, but like, I'm the same way. I have shit Wi-Fi at my house. I have to do everything on my hotspot. I'm like, how does this work for people that have it worse than me? Yeah, during the year in the spring when we went back, there's a lot of kids that during Zoom calls and stuff, they literally would just like, their screen would black out and they'd be done. (laughs) Half the time, I don't know if it was actually the Wi-Fi or is an excuse, but yeah. Not a bad excuse. I know. I might need to try that this fall, honestly. (laughs) Did you see all of those videos online? It's like teachers see people going to the bathroom or like parents (laughs) walking by naked or just like random things that happen in the background of the videos. (laughs) Some of my classes, you could do a thing where you like mute yourself and you black it out. Mm -hmm. So I would do like bicep curls during my class and I'd always be so nervous. That'd be like the one time I actually don't. So I'd put a little flashcard over the camera on my laptop. Oh my god, that's so funny. (laughs) Are you guys... Is Bowdoin going back, or are you guys doing Zoom classes, or what's going on? So what they're doing right now is everyone is online, but they're going to have the freshmen and transfer students will do online at school, and then sophomores, juniors, seniors at home, and then in the spring, we're supposed to switch that if it goes well. So you have no in-person classes, but they still have you there? Yeah, so that also just seems kind of miserable because you have to, I think you have to sign these contracts and stuff that you don't leave campus or you don't have guests and stuff. So you're literally just locked in your room. Oh my God, that's so strange. Yeah, I don't, we'll see in the spring. I feel like we honestly, like, I feel like our grades won't even end up going back. They'll probably just have us all be home in the spring. Especially you being a senior and stuff. It's like, okay, like, what do I really have to do? Like, just give me my work. (laughs) I know, at this point, I was like, just give me my diploma. (laughs) But I had one guy living with me this summer. He goes to Fredonia, and it's his senior year, and he's like, I don't care if we have school or not. I'm going back. It's my senior year. I want to see everyone. Yeah, a lot of kids on my school, they're deferring because they want to get their season again. So if I go back in the spring, I literally won't even have any friends there, which will suck. Oh, damn. You're not thinking about deferring? No, I'm just going to send in graduate because I'm probably going to end up going to school a little bit after, too. So, 
Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. You put that you're a government legal studies in religion. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably, um, I mean, I might not use either of them because I'm actually thinking of becoming a nutritionist. Oh, really? I thought you were gonna say yeah. you were going to law school. No, I mean, for a while I wanted to do, have you ever seen the show Criminal Minds? Yeah. You know the girl Penelope? Yeah. I'm, like, obsessed with her. That's what I want to do for so long. I got, I did robotics club in middle school and high school. I was obsessed with that, so I wanted to do cybersecurity for the FBI. But then when I got to school, I didn't really, like, comp sci that much, and I went to a liberal arts school, so we didn't have, like, the engineering and more of the hands-on things that I like. So then I ended up doing the government and the religion. Because I went to Catholic schools my whole life, so I was like, I'm going to take the religion classes because they come easy to me. So I was like, might as well get the major. And then I did the gov, but yeah. But now you I want to be a nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place these days. What kind of certificate or degree are you going to go back for for that? What do you think? So I guess you have to get a master's in nutrition. So that way you can then practice it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's two years, which isn't too bad, because I definitely would not survive another four years of school. <laughs> no, and masters are so hard. I did my first semester in masters. Luckily, I did this thing where it was like my last semester, my senior year, also was all master. Wait. Yeah. I don't know if I said that correctly, but anyways, it crossed over where my undergraduate and my master classes were the same thing, but they were so hard. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm not, like, the biggest, studious person, so we'll, we'll <laughs> see how it goes. But you're really into fitness and nutrition, then? Yeah, that's why, uh, I mean, my two favorite things, well, I mean, apart from hockey, I love food, and I love working out, so I was like, might as well do that for the rest of my life. Yeah, go with what you're passionate in. Yeah. Are you really strict about your diet? Are you good about what you eat? Over quarantine, I've actually got really into it. I mean, I always ate pretty healthy, even though when I was like six years old, I don't know how, I blew up and became a blueberry. <laughs> I mean, I, I had never had soda. I never tried a Twinkie. But um, my mom, she also, she works at a health and fitness club. So we've always just had healthy stuff around the house and everything, but over quarantine, that's when I got really into it, because I had, I got a herniated disc, was it, end of my freshman year, so for my workouts, I was doing a lot of different stuff, like I was using stair climbers and a lot of water workouts, and then when quarantine hit, there were no gyms open, so I was a little more limited with my workouts, so then that's when I got even more into all the eating and everything, so that way I wouldn't blow up again. <laughs> How do you fix a herniated disc? Do you have to get surgery? So I ended up doing PT all of sophomore year during the season and off season, and then also when I was at school this year. Is it feeling any better then? It's definitely gone a lot better, but I think it's probably also me just getting used to the pain, but... Yeah, it's definitely better. There's one point when it was, when I, like, first got it, I literally couldn't put my underwear on for myself. So I, my roommate, my poor roommate literally had to put my underwear on for me. Oh, was so no. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gosh, roommate sometimes bonding. Other, 
I know. Sometimes, like, she'd be putting my underwear on for me, and, like, I'd almost fall over, so I'd grab her head or her shoulders, and then her <laughs> other roommate would walk by and be like, what is going on? Oh, my God. That's a good friend there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely owe her for that one. <laughs> okay. Let's jump back into the hockey part. When did you pick up the sport? Oh, gosh. I can't even pinpoint that. I just, ever since I can remember, I've been playing hockey. My brother, he's eight years older than me. And I guess ever since I was a baby, I always wanted to do what Nicholas did. So I was skating before I could even walk, basically. I was two years old, and I was out on the ice. Two years old. A little baby nugget out there, (laughs) shredding it. And you've stuck with it ever since. Yeah, I played lacrosse growing up, too, all through high school, but hockey was always, it was my favorite, you know, like, the lifestyle and everything. I was always like, hockey, bro, you know what I mean? Like, I was always for it. So that's why I ended up sticking with that for college. Yeah, I played lacrosse also, and I have to say the only reason that I like that sport more (laughs) is because I'm a girly girl, so I was like, oh, I like (laughs) these outfits. They're so cute, and I put on my hockey pants, and I'm like, I got a fat when they have the little lacrosse things, it's like a skirt with little shorts under it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh, one time, we, we I was younger, so it was before they put the uh, little spandex under there, and I, I didn't know. I was clueless at the time. So I took a tumble. I did, like, 16 rolls, and I just had my underwear under there and just flashed everyone on the field. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gosh. It was just a meatball rolling around there, and you could see it all. Jesus. Um, during your career, did you have to face any adversity or anything that made you struggle? Well, it'd probably be the end of my freshman year, going into sophomore year when I had the herniated disc, because that was going to be a big jump for me with just, like, play time and my role on the team. So I was like, either going to let this affect me or I can try to push through it and then have one of the starting positions. So then that's when I started. I was doing PT, um, like, at physical therapy placed by my school. I was doing PT with a trainer on our team. I was doing PT on my own. I was just doing everything that I could. So I was able to play, and then I ended up getting one of the starting positions that year. How did you herniate your disc? Did you take a fall or get hit or something? I think it was just all the repetitiveness from lifting so much weight with all, like, the squatting and in the trap bars and all of that. So it was just one point. It just did not go well. So just from pushing it too hard, too fast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you played for the Boston Shamrocks, correct? Yeah, I played for them since I was 13 years old. I went over there in eighth grade. So I just played for the regular U14 team. And then freshman year, all the way through senior year, I played for their J-Dub teams, which is their junior leagues. Why did you decide to play juniors? Well, I remember when I was in eighth grade, I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to high school. And I was looking at prep schools a little bit because my brother, he went to Brooks School in North Andover. So we were very familiar with that. I was talking to some of their coaches and then the manager of the Boston Shamrocks, Bob Rotundo, he was like, hey, we're starting the juniors team for the U16 level as well. Because originally they just had the U19s. And he was like, like, we're interested in having you, blah, blah, blah. 
So then I kind of just ended up going for it my freshman year, and I fell in love with it. So I just stuck with that for the next four years. That's awesome. I have heard nothing but good reviews about the Boston Shamrock program. Yeah, there's another girl you did a podcast with, Lexi Sanskuski. She was my best friend <laughs> from the Shamrocks. I know. She didn't know that I sent you a scrunchie and stuff, and I didn't know that you guys knew each other. And she, <laughs> That's how I thought. I thought you found me because of her. No, and she saw the picture I posted of you on the Instagram page. She was like, yeah. oh, she called me right away. She's like, oh, my God, I love that girl. She's the best. <laughs> Lexi's so much fun. She she is a character. I love Lexi. <laughs> Do you think that it's harder to get noticed being from Boston and like such a hockey hotbed where there's so many talented players? I mean, I feel like in Boston in particular, like women's hockey is definitely it's like rocket shoot. You know what I mean? Like it's everywhere now. It's a I remember when I was younger, I was like, I, I was from New Hampshire, and there weren't really that many girls that played hockey when I was younger, and then when I got to, like, 12 years old, it was like, every girl was playing hockey, you know what I mean? Like, it was a big thing mm-hmm. in Boston, and then my other friends, friends from Maryland and other areas like that, and it's like, nobody plays hockey. It's like, you play hockey at sick. So it's definitely, I feel like it is harder, but also at the same time, people know that the teams from the areas are they're like pretty solid teams so then also helps because then coaches will go and look at those teams because they know like all right this is a program that's been around for a while it's developed like you know these people know what they're doing these coaches have been doing it for a while so I think that also helps so at the same time yeah is it a pretty competitive environment though where everyone's like you know just trying to get ahead or do you think it's pretty supportive where everyone's cheering on each other yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's cutthroat. I definitely feel like everyone's moving forward together, for sure. Yeah, I'm, even when I was at Boston Shamrocks before the J-Dub, when I was in just, like, the eighth grade on the regular teams, we'd have people like Hillary Knight. They'd be at Restuccio, like a bunch of the Team USA girls, and they'd always be there doing programs with the little kids and helping them out. I mean, like, the 10-year-olds, they thought it was the sickest thing ever. They'd be asking for autographs and everything. So it's definitely changed a lot, even just from, like, when I was in elementary school to middle school. It's a big difference. Damn, I wish we could get that out here. That would be the goal. Where are you right now? In California. California, yeah. My brother, he was... He was stationed in California for a little bit with the Navy, and he'd always tell me to bring my bag out when I'd go and visit. You have to drive like, pretty far to find a rink to use. Where was he stationed? In San Diego? Yeah, he was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But it would always be, like, the weirdest times that we could find ice spots. And one time we went to a rink that was inside a mall. I was like, what the heck? It was so weird. <laughs> no, that's so funny. Did you go to any goals games or anything? No, I just went to a bunch of beer league games with him. Yeah, like 12 o'clock at night. (laughs) That's such a nice area. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It was nice when he was out there visiting. Were there any girls when you were growing up that just kind of dominated? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who were the big people back in the day. (laughs) When I was in, uh, when I played in the J-Dub, 
I, I butcher everyone's name. Oh, me It's like too. half on purpose, like half not. <laughs> but there's this one girl. Her name was, oh my gosh, Amy Potomac or something? Mm-hmm. I think that was her name. She plays at Minnesota, one of those schools, Team Canada. But she played for one of the teams she played against in the J-Dub. And I remember this one time. I was on the ice. I couldn't even be bad about it because I was like, that was just Phil. But she dangled everyone on our team. And then she knew she was so good, so she took the puck. She had to break it with our goalie. She put it between her legs and put, like, the stick between her legs and then just shot it and went top shutter. I was like, all right. But, yeah, she was definitely the number one player when I was in high school. Sounds nasty. Yeah, she was absolute (laughs) filth. I'm, sometimes I'd give her a little poke check, and I thought I was, like, hot shit for it. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and how did you I, end up at Bowdoin College? Oh, my. All right. I remember I was a sophomore. I was sitting in history class with my teacher, and my school was, you know, when you're a little bit younger and they try to go for her, I, like, hear some fit schools for you reach schools your safety schools yeah and they're doing that and he was like i feel like like a nescac school would be really good for you i remember i was sitting there and i I looked at him i was like yeah like i I can't picture myself at a nest school like no way like nescac's not for me and then fast year later i was at hockey night in boston I was with the Shamrocks, and it was my coach, Molly Coral, and I was having a really bad game. I was like, like what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to go to college? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, the Borden coach told me the other day that they were interested in you. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, weird. And then two days later, I got a package in the mail from Bowdoin College, like one of those, one of those, like, catalog things. And I was like, all right, this is weird. And then my mom and I, we went on the website, and we saw this is back in my nerdy days. We saw that they had a robotics team, so we're like, oh, my gosh, like, it's meant to be. <laughs> so then we went to visit the campus, and it was right after I visited at Holy Cross. And it was, like, 93 degrees that day, and Holy Cross is, like, it's mad hilly. I was sweating balls the whole time, like, mad blisters. And then I get to Bowdoin, and it's perfectly flat in this small campus. And I was just like, yep, like, I can see myself here. I can walk from class in five minutes, like. Not a lot of stairs. I was for it. And then I I emailed the coach, and the rest is history. Deciding factor, not a lot of stairs. Oh, they (laughs) they nationally ranked dining halls, too. That was a big catch for me. Yeah, that one definitely helped. That pulled me in. That's unreal. Yeah, Nestacs are intense schools. Everyone says they're like the Ivy Leagues of the D3. Yeah, they call them, I think it was like, Baby Ivies or something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely um not one of the smartest ones there, that's for sure. Yeah, but you made it, so it counts. True, true. <laughs> as long as I graduate, that's all that matters. <laughs> How was it playing for Derek Whitmore? Oh, that he's a beauty. The guy is a beauty. I'm definitely going to miss him. He came over my sophomore year, and we were the first girl team that he had ever coached. He played He played in the NHL for a few games, and he was in Germany for a while. Um, so I think we were one of the first like main teams that he coached to because he had just ended his career then. But he's like one of those guys that he comes off as. Like, he is such a like for the boys hockey guy, but he also has a wife and two daughters, so he's the biggest softie ever. Aww. So I mean, he fit into our program perfectly. Everyone loved Derek. 
That's he awesome. also has the best angles I've ever seen, so that helps too. <laughs> I think it's so awesome to get some of those really talented guys to come coach the girls' teams. Yeah, they bring a lot of energy too, a lot of energy. Yeah, they do, but it definitely takes the right team and the right girls to vibe with it also. Yeah, it was a nice dynamic too between, because we had him and then our head coach, Marissa O'Neill. So the two of them, they, they vibed really well, which definitely helped the chemistry of all the players as well. So it was nice. When I was growing up, Bridget Baker is the same age as me, and her dad is Jamie Baker. He is the announcer for the Sharks and stuff now. But yeah. um, So he, we got an opportunity to be coached by him, and I was so thrilled. Well, I guess Bridget had to have been a year older than me because I was just a practice player. I wasn't allowed yeah. to play on their team. And we skated so much. And he would yell, and he would rip us apart. And to be honest, I loved it. I was like, wow, like I, like this is a real coach. This guy's going to get me where I want to be. But some of the other girls, they couldn't handle it. And the parents ended up like voting him out of coaching at the girls organization because they're like, he's just too tough for our little girls. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, stop. Yeah, I, I like having a guy coach. I feel like that is, like, a lot of, like, some girls, they like it, and then other girls, they just can't handle it. It's too much for them. Exactly. But I think that you need that, you know what I mean, if you're going to be a good team. Yeah. I think, you know, humbles you out, keeps you in line. Exactly. It's a good thing. So your new coach is Marissa O'Neill. So she's been the head coach. Derek was the assistant coach. Oh, okay. See, that I got yeah. a little confused about. Gotcha. Derek, he just left, though, because he got in a, a head coach position at Mercyhurst with the men's team. So we don't have an assistant yet. There's, they can't really hire one yet because with corona and everything, it's on freeze. So we'll probably find out in January, I think, who gotcha. the new person will be. Yeah. Well, how do you like playing for Marissa? I love it. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely different from Shamrocks. She whipped me into shape. I remember when I was in Shamrocks, not that I was a meathead, but I came over and I was all about like getting that perfect toe drag or dangling around that last person. And she definitely nipped that in the butt when I was a freshman. So that was good. (laughs) It's tough, but. I noticed that you got switched from D to forward. How'd Mm -hmm. you like that transition? Oh, I loved it. I mean, as a defenseman, I probably back-checked less than anyone else, which probably isn't good as a defenseman. I was always an offensive defenseman. So it was nice switching over to offense because then I could focus more on my offensive side and still obviously worry about the D zone. But, like, I wasn't the last man back, which helped me since I would like to carry up the puck and do some moves around people. So it was definitely a little less stressful, not doing that, and also having to be the last man back, so it was nice. I loved it. Good. Get a little bit more action towards the goals. Yep, yep. Put a little fettuccine, (laughs) top cheddar out there, sauce it around. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So it looks like you also surf and skateboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a bad I do like to shred the gnar. Shred the gnar. People think I'm a, a Cali girl. It's the long blonde hair and the skateboards, I guess. I don't know. 
I know. You could come move out here. You'd fit right in. I, I'm, I would love to go to San Diego or somewhere out there. Whenever I'd visit my brother, I would fit in perfectly. It was such my vibe. I have never tried surfing. That's like that's such a perfect place to do it. You have warm water. <laughs> yeah, I know. I almost never go to the ocean though. So the ocean to where I live is like I don't know. To San Francisco is like forty five minutes for me, but for some mm-hmm. reason I always just go to Lake Tahoe, which is like four hours from where I live. <laughs> I have no idea why. It's not even closer or anything. <laughs> I feel like I hear Lake Tahoe a lot. Maybe it's Lexi's boyfriend goes there. Yeah, so Scott used to live with my boyfriend and I and lived with my boyfriend prior to me meeting him and everything, so he's there, like, every summer. Well, that's so weird. That's crazy. (laughs) You need to try surfing, though. Is it easy to pick up? I feel like because you play hockey, you'll be able to, because you're already going to have good balance, so that's going to help a lot. Okay, I was like, what is the correlation there? Like, water, ice, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I, I lifeguard in the summer, and I I literally, like, forget how to swim. I'm like, I'm an ice girl, but here we are. <laughs> okay, I thought this would be fun to break down your roster for this year. Okay. Okay. So, who do you think would be the toughest player on your team? Oh, all right. We had this one girl named Marissa Frichter. We call her, what did they call her, like tree trunks or something? She has the strongest legs I've ever seen in my life. She doesn't have an ounce of fat on her. She's an animal. Like, if you run into her in the middle of the ice, like, chances are you're getting taken off on a stretcher. She's so strong. <laughs> she's also one of those people that's just naturally born like that. Like, she doesn't have to lift a lot of weights, and she's just pure meat. Really? Yeah, it's unreal. Is she on your roster? She graduated. Oh, okay, okay. That's why I don't see her. Gotcha. Okay. The locker room clown. Oh, I'm probably going to have to give that to uh, my best friend, Isabel Stoddard, and I. Definitely <laughs> cause some havoc in the locker room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always stirring up shit. Yeah, I got to stir the pot 24-7. You got to keep it interesting. <laughs> Okay, I have to ask, because I asked one of the guys, and I haven't asked any of the girls, do you guys give any good fines? Oh, we do. We do fines of the week. We do do that. What's the funniest fine you've ever heard? Gosh. Shoot. I'm trying to think. We have some classified information out there. (laughs) Gosh. They're all so bad. It's usually our team just doing or saying something really stupid. Because with the girls hockey, we have to be careful of the hazing so we can't make them that bad since some people are sensitive. Yeah. All I'm right. going to have to get back to you on that one. I'll think about that one. <laughs> Perfect. We'll hold that till the end. Who is the biggest ladies' man? Ladies' man. <sighs> Who swings the most boys? <laughs> Um, we could skip that one too. That might get you in trouble to say. <laughs> I'll go with Isabel Stoddard. The boys love her. She's a beauty. 
Who is the party planner? Party planner? Uh, Madison Carlson. She always has the most absurd ideas, always looking for a good theme. Also, Julia Surgenor. I'm also pronouncing all their names completely wrong. <laughs> Come on, you're on their team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up is Rookie of the Year. Let's think about the freshmen here. Do you know any of them? What did you say? Do you know any of the incoming freshmen? Oh, no, we haven't been able to meet them because of the whole corona thing. But we do have, there's one girl that's coming in. I totally blacked out during this meeting. I don't know where she's from, but she's from somewhere, like far away, like, like Sweden or Norway. So that's it. That would be cool. But I think for this year, I'd go with um, Keister, Catherine Keister. I'm also pronouncing her name wrong, and I call her Keister, and I guess that's not her last name. She gets pissed about it. <laughs> but she was one of our defensemen, and she became one of our, like, top 4D for sure by the end of the season. Like, she, she's definitely one of our powerhouses. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, like, taking my time to scroll through your roster, and I'm just looking at everyone. <laughs> Hardest shot. Oh, hardest shot. I think that's going to go to Angelina Joyce. The kid has a rifle. Oh, yeah? I would not want to get in front of it. I do get in front of it, and it hurts. I, I get bruises. <laughs> Most points. Uh, either Tala Glass or Angelina Joyce. Tala's also a defenseman, but she would get a lot of goals and a ton of assists. That's what we like to see. Yep. Badass D. Alright, brick wall. Uh, Maggie G. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Kids a tank. (laughs) Best player out there. Um, okay, let's go. Best chirps. Best chirps. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna have to give that one to myself. I've had one, one time. This was juniors hockey. I got a girl kicked out of a game because I chirped her so bad that she went up to me after the whistle and punched me in the face. Got her kicked out. They got a five-minute major. My team got a goal. Then we got another goal. Ended up winning the game. I took one for the team. Did you drop your gloves? Oh, I didn't. I just chirped. I I don't I don't hit them. I just chirp them. So then they react and they hit me and then they get a penalty. What'd you say? Do we get to know? Oh, God. All right. Well, she wasn't, like, <laughs> super flattering looking. I remember saying something about taking I don't know if I'm allowed to put that out there. I feel like that might get a lot of hate, oh, but that's funny yeah, as fuck. I know. I know. I, I think that we both might get choked that one. So I think that would happen, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why you and Lexi are best friends. <laughs> I feel like 2020, that probably wouldn't, wouldn't fly well, but... Oh, who do you think would be the hardest worker? Isabel Stoddard for sure. On the off, off the ice, she's she's gonna be one of our captains this year. Definitely MVP. Oh yeah, you guys haven't picked captains yet. No, yeah, we did. She's gonna be um, she's gonna be the captain for for this coming year. But I don't know how it's gonna work though, because she's also deferring a year. Oh shit! Yeah, that is so, kind of yeah, complicated. I I, yeah, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I thought you were saying that you were hoping she'd be captain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
what they're going to do. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Well, hopefully the season gets deferred for her. True. They want to give everyone a season in the spring, but I also feel like that probably won't happen because if all schools are going to go online, then they can't even do the sports anymore. So then we'd have no one to play against anyways. Yeah, that's what we've... Wait, for some reason I'm blanking what league Utica's in. I think it's like UCHC, but um, they're saying they're not doing anything until January. So we'll see if it even happens. So a lot of schools are trying to do seasons starting January 1st. So, I mean, I hope so, but most of my team deferred anyways, I think. So we probably won't even have enough people. Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Like, if you don't even have enough people for a team, because, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to recruit right now. Yeah, also, it's going to be tough the year after that, because then we have all these kids deferring, and then we have the juniors or, like, going to be seniors this year who were recruited, too. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of kids next year on the team. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about any of that. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. They're going to have to cut people or what. Especially, like, D1 and stuff. People that, like, have been recruited two years out. Yeah, the kids that they got committed their sophomore year and stuff. Oh, my God. Who do you think is the biggest type girl on your team? Probably Derek Whitmore. <laughs> he's one of the girls on the team, honestly, and he, he's definitely the hype girl. He's the hype man. That's awesome. That's a good position to have, I think. Yeah. And you need a coach that supports you. Yeah, he definitely has the good balance of, like, he's there and he's the hype girl. He's fun, but then also at the same time, he will put you on the line and yell at you. So. <laughs> He keeps you on your toes. It's good. <laughs> All right. And our last position to fill is team therapist. Oh, I'm going to go with Danny Marquez. She's one of those people that always just has some wise words to say, even if you don't want it. Like, a lot of times I don't want it, but she's still going to give it to me. And I know she's right, even if I don't want to hear it. Definitely Danny. <laughs> That's exactly, every college team, like, I feel like that person is the backbone of the team. (laughs) Yeah, she's also a goalie, so checks out, backbone. (laughs) All right, and our final thing is to announce that you will be working with Tour Day Force as an intern. I am so excited. I'm so pumped. I saw that on your Instagram, and I was like, I need to DM her instant, like, right away. Yes. I was so excited when I saw that. It should be good, and I am moving next week, so once I move and settle down, I'll have more time to focus on it, and we can really, really get going. I'm excited. Sweet. I made, um, I'm in my Megan D4, Detour, Tour D4 <laughs> Gmail the other day. I was like, this is legit. I got my big girl pants off. Hell yeah, and you said you wanted to focus on doing social media, and you can take that over, because I am, like, not doing the best at the Instagram. I think it looks so stale. So if you could make it look nice, I would be pumped. I, I like I said in my email, I have a passion for social media, and I'd love to use that to help your company. So I'm Hell very excited yeah. for this. Everyone go look at Megan's Instagram. It's the bomb. <laughs> yep, follow, like, comment. Perfect. I am so excited. Wait, want to know what fun fact I literally just found out, like, five minutes before you called me? What? 
is the apartment building that I'm going to be living in is the building that Biz Nasty lived in when he played in the AHL. Yeah. It's like some super sick place that you're moving into? No, it's not. I picked it. I went online and I Googled apartment buildings in this town that I could have my dog at. And then I just applied to two of them and got this one. What kind of doggy you have? An Australian Shepherd. Oh my gosh, those are so cute. He is so cute and that's why I drag him with me everywhere. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely need a good apartment for him because he's the main priority. Exactly. But I was like, how crazy is that that Biz Nasty lived there? I'm like, this is just a sign. That is. That, that's just, it's meant to be. <laughs> it's going to be the best apartment ever. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on with me. Yeah, the cops never showed up, so that's good. <laughs> the dog is still looking at me like an hour later, but. Is it one of those teeny dogs, like the little white fluffy ones that just sit in the window? Yeah, the one with like the size complex so they don't <laughs> stop barking. Exactly. Yeah. His owner kept going out there telling him to shut up, shut up. I'm like, oh goodness. <laughs> they probably take a picture of my license plate in, in case this area gets like vandalized in the morning. Oh, my God.